0: In the last episode, I spoke about gurus and teachers who may be experts in waking up, but have failed to grow up, causing all kinds of problems. So, do I even need a teacher or guru? And how do I know this is the right one for me? I know a lot of people say, oh, you have to be your own guru. And that's true to a certain extent, and I'll talk about that. But we all need teachers and guides, especially if you want to travel the uncharted territory of spiritual awakening. So the question to answer for yourself is, how do I pick a good teacher? Let's find out. We are in the middle of a spiritual revolution and we know we need to change. But what are the secrets to spiritual growth and awakening? How do you get rid of the false beliefs and dogmas that no longer serve you? How do you see through your own spiritual BS? I'm Alex Vachala, aka the Dutch Taoist, and welcome to my podcast. I was lucky enough to find a true and, I think, reliable guru, paramansa Hari I'm eternally grateful that I had the opportunity to even be in his presence because he was the real deal and. People tell me, oh, I don't like gurus. They're all frauds. I would never bow to a guru. And I totally get that because a lot of teachers are frauds and there's a lot of power play and ego games going on. So it's a very good thing that you are cautious and skeptical. And to go even further, nowadays you can Google anything. So why would you? We don't like authority, we don't trust teachers anymore, so why not do it ourselves? And a lot of people do it themselves. They read books, they go to a workshop or a retreat, but it all stays on the surface. You never go deep, because you don't actually commit to a path or a teacher, and you just wander around a little bit. But if you want to go deeper... You do want to commit. The self-help stuff, and I'll figure it out myself stuff, it doesn't work, if you're, especially if you're new on the path. Because the thing is, we do need some help. We know nothing about awakening. It seems such a foreign and alien state of consciousness that we don't know how to get there. At least that's what we, what we think. And if you finally do get there, it feels surprisingly familiar and grounded. But still, even if we know that, we still don't know how to experience that. So we do need help. And that's why we visit teachers. And maybe some of these teachers, they do appeal to us. But first we need some proof that's, that this teacher actually has something to teach. And fancy robes or clothes or a whole lot of devoted followers, that's not enough. We need actual proof. And that's what I want to talk about. When I wanted to learn to play the piano when I was young, I went to a guy in my neighborhood who had been a concert pianist. And that was a tangible thing. That was proof that he could actually play the piano pretty well and of course i saw him play the piano myself and that was more than enough proof for me that you know this guy he knows what he's doing but that's a little bit more difficult with spiritual teachers because how do we know that they are enlightened i mean i write in my book about my own awakening but how do you know that i'm telling the truth and that's number 1 we need to find that out well, there are a few signs. First, you know, use your common sense. Look around, be critical. Then use your intuition and gut feeling. Do you feel drawn to be in someone's presence? And why? It could be just appearance. He or she is you know, saying the right things, but maybe he's playing your ego. If... If a teacher seems restless, for instance, or checking his phone all day during a retreat, you obviously don't want that. That's a sign that they have no control over their own minds. But you're not looking for a saint either. I mean, good teachers are very, very human, very approachable, very down-to-earth. They make jokes, they don't pose as a great prophet, and they don't talk a lot about themselves. I think that is a really important sign. My guru, he only talked about God all day. Of course, it's good when a teacher tells you about his own struggle. That's what I try to do because I think it can help people. But it's not to pose as a great teacher. It's quite the opposite. But how do you gauge someone's actual accomplishments on the spiritual path? Well, there is an important sign, and that's what I'm going to reveal now. If you're in the presence of someone who meditates very deeply, then automatically your meditation will be deeper too. Generally speaking, your meditation will be deeper if you're in a group, so that's number one. But it should be even deeper when you're in the presence of a real teacher. And if this teacher has students who meditate deeply too, well, that's a good sign. And most of the times, these groups with real teachers, they will create a pretty strong energy field, and you will be able to feel that. With my guru, the the energy field was just off the chart. You walk into his room, and you're transported into a state of deep bliss and love. That was amazing And there comes a moment when you actually start to notice, you know, he's not in the room. I feel good, but pretty normal. He is in the room. I'm full of love and bliss. And that was not imagination. It happened all the time and everyone felt it and they talked about it. And the second thing he could do was initiation. His touch would completely transform you. Maybe it sounds like a fantasy tale, you know, the way I tell it, but... These things are possible, and I experienced it. It's the real thing. His touch, and especially during initiation, you would feel the vibration for days. It was incredible. But you're going to say, I don't know a guru like that. I'm just doing workshops, that's it. So all I'm saying is, your meditation will be deeper in the presence of a good teacher. But I have to warn you, and, and that's what the last episode was about. The teacher can be enlightened, so he or she knows all about waking up. But how about growing up? I've experienced this with a famous Tibetan lama. I won't mention his name, but I went to a lecture in Amsterdam in the 90s, and I could f- clearly feel the presence of someone with a strong spiritual power. And his students seem pretty happy, So there was nothing to suggest that he was a fraud because in that respect, he wasn't. But after a few years, the news broke that he had abused many, many, many female students and he had been a bully and I can only describe his behavior as a psychopath. There was a lot of waking up going on, but no growing up at all. Growing up, that's more a thing about the ego. So you can use your ego, your own discrimination, and common sense to see if this person is okay, if he's on the level as a teacher. All you need to do is, and I don't want to make it look too simple, but all you need to do is look around and be critical. That's absolutely important. Stay critical. Don't go, oh, this is so great. This is such a great teacher. He's so divine. You're with a teacher to learn something, not to be a doormat. The waking up, you can feel that during a meditation. But the growing up, use your mind and gut feeling and common sense. That's it. With the wrong people, you know, there will be enough signs and red flags. So observe yourself. Am I behaving as a grown-up student, or am I giving away my power to a teacher or a group? These issues, they do pop up a lot. I, I could say in every spiritual community that I've been in, these issues pop up. But a good teacher will help you to become more independent, not less. So, I know these are confusing times, you know, truth and character are so easily manipulated, even, even more so with the internet and the Facebook thing and everything. But that just means, I think, we're getting more used to it too. We're more savvy now. So, you can trust yourself to choose wisely. And of course, people are right when they say, you are your own teacher. But I would go even deeper than that. Your soul is guiding you and your soul is connected to a lot of spiritual guides and invisible help. I didn't know that for many years, but it's true. And I think the most important thing to protect you on the spiritual path, and this may sound strange to you, but the most important thing I think is to have the desire and intention to grow. The intention to actually wake up and grow up. And then trust the universe that it will guide you. Trust the universe. Trust your own soul to guide you. Because I think we're meant to wake up. We're meant to grow up. It's a deep evolutionary impulse in everyone. And the universe will do all it can to help you in that process. So... I hope this podcast helps you. And if it does, please subscribe or leave a comment. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.